0: This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast.
1: There's a church in the valley by the wildwood No lovelier spot in the day No place is so dear to my childhood as the little brown church in the vale Oh, come, 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 come Come to the church in the wildwood Come to the church in the day. No spot is so dear to my childhood As the little brown church in the vale Oh, come to the church in the wild. Wildwood, to the trees where the wildflowers bloom, where the parting hymn will be chanted, we will weep by the side of the tomb. Oh, come, 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 come to the church in the wildwood. Come to the church in the dale. No spot is so dear to. Childhood as the little brown church in the vale. How sweet on a clear Sabbath morning to listen to the clearing bell, its tones so sweetly are calling. Oh, come to the church in the vale! Oh, come. To the church in the vale No spot is so dear to my childhood As the little brown church in the vale From the church in the valley By the wildwood When day fades away into night I would fain from the spot of my childhood Wing my way to the mansions of light Oh, come, 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 come Come to the church in the wildwood Come to the church in the dale. No spot is so dear to my childhood As the little brown church in the vale This is my Father's world, and to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my Father's world, I rest eyes and sees, His hand the wonders wrought. This is my Father's world, the birds their carols raise, the morning light, the lily white, declare their Maker's praise. This is my Father's world shines in all that's fair. In the rustling grass I hear him pass. He speaks to me everywhere. This is my father's world. Oh, let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems all so strong, God is the ruler is my Father's world, why should my heart be sad? The Lord is King, let the heavens ring, God reigns, let the earth be glad, the Lord is King, let the heavens ring, God reigns.
0: Welcome to Worship, Good Neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Geronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Teig, and I'm the bridge minister here. Thanks today to Debbie Tague and Jim Hagerud, our musicians. Thanks to Steve Helling for reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM, or live on their website at WPCARadio.org each Sunday morning. You can listen anytime though, through our podcast, available on on your smartphone, via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance, and to our new services which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate, To our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Barbara Bottleson. We want to thank Barb and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We depend on the generosity of listeners like you to keep this broadcast going. We have a couple of announcements we'd like you to be aware of. Next Sunday, our worship services will be at Little Falls. Uh, Father's Day, June 19th, will be at Garfield Park and open to the public and there'll be a brunch afterwards. And then starting June 1 on Wednesday, there'll be a Bible study at 630 at Little Falls, Lutheran, and we would welcome any of you to come. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, we are gathered in Jesus's name, and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be today. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together. As you participate in our worship service, you may want to have a cloth to lay before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings for today. We continue our worship service asking God to bless our time together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We will be celebrating communion today also, so you may want to have uh, bread and the wine ready. Please join me and listen as I read the confession of sins. Forgiving God, we spend so much of our time doubting you, doubting ourselves, failing to place our trust in you. Our lack of faith causes us to stumble. And when we fall, we fall far. Forgive us our sins and lift us so that we can rise to the challenge of carrying out your mission. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God is merciful and just. God offers forgiveness for all who ask it. Receive now the entire forgiveness of all your sins and walk with the power of the Holy Spirit for the sake of Jesus, amen. Well we asked Jim and Debbie to sing another song for us. Thank you. Well, Debbie, we're right in the middle of a
1: a holiday, Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Most folks they think Memorial Day is the kickoff to summer. It uh, goes quite a bit deeper than that. It started out as decoration day back in the eighteen hundreds after the Civil War, when the folks would go and to the graves of the soldiers who had perished in that war, and they would decorate their graves. And it's Kept on going, well up until now, uh, and we started out uh, we, with the World Wars. The World War One that was the war that was supposed to end all wars. We lost one hundred fourteen thousand men and women there. A little over two decades later, we entered World War Two, and that cost us the lives of four hundred five thousand. We lost fifty four thousand in the Korean conflict, ninety thousand in Vietnam, and almost 9,000 now in the Persian Gulf in our fight in the Middle East uh, against terrorism. So as, as you go to the cemetery, I'd like, I'd like you to think about what this really means. Now we, we decorate the graves of our loved ones along with the soldiers, and that's okay. It's kind of watered down a little bit, but when you go to the cemetery tomorrow, which I hope you will do, or maybe you've already been there, when you uh, decorate those graves of your loved ones, walk around the cemetery a little bit and just see how many veterans' graves you can find and some that gave the supreme sacrifice uh, during a war. And as you do that, maybe have a little prayer on your lips, uh, thanking God for what those people did for us so that we can enjoy the many, many uh, freedoms that we have. And I think one we're practicing right now, uh, the most important is our freedom of religion. We can... We can worship any place and anyone, any, anywhere. So um, we're going to do a song. This is a song I heard 50-some years ago. Uh, we might have done it once before. And uh, sometimes you hear a song, and, man, it stays right with you. And this one did for me. It's called A Soldier's Last Letter. I'm right. Transmind Don't scold if it isn't too captain just gave us our orders, and mom, we will carry them through. I'll finish this letter, the first chance that I get, but until then, And the mother's old hands Begin to tremble As she fought against tears In her eyes But they came not ashamed For there was no name And she knew that her soldiers Then the mother knelt down by her bedside and she prayed to the Lord to hear her plea.
2: Dear Lord, please protect all the soldiers who are fighting tonight. God, please keep our country
1: free. I'm ready No more, ain't gonna study war. No more, ain't gonna study war. No more, gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. Gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside, down by the riverside. Gonna lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. Gonna lay down my sword and shield down by the riverside, down by the riverside. (laughs) Ain't Ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more. Study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more. Ain't gonna study war no more. Gonna shake hands around the world. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Gonna shake hands around the world. Down by the riverside. Down by the riverside. Ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no
0: more, ain't gonna study war no more, ain't gonna study war no more more. Thanks, Debbie and Jim, for those good songs. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. We'll go on with our litany this morning. What is your greatest passion in life? What or who do you feel most strongly about? Is it your family, your friends, a cause close to your heart? What is the thing that gives your life meaning What is the thing you wouldn't want to live without? And what would you give for that thing, that person? Would you be willing to give your life as Christ did for us? It's hard to imagine doing what Christ did, humbly serving us even to his death. Us, people who often ignore his teachings. Us, people who often don't even think about him. Christ loves us the ones who ignore him, the ones who forget all about him. Christ emptied himself for our sake, died so that we might live. Would we do that even for a loved one, much less someone who doesn't care about us? Everyone has someone they love very much. Everyone has someone or something in their life that is worth everything to them some person or cause they might be willing to die for. In Jesus's case, those people are you and me. And now Jesus offers us a challenge. Can we stretch beyond our deepest passions to care more deeply for more people? Can we expand our sphere of influence to the marginalized, the refugee, the disabled? Can we learn to love them as Christ loves us. We are not able to die for those beloved children. We may not be able to die for these beloved children, but we are called to live for them, to do our part to make their lives better, to reach beyond our comfort zones, to sacrifice beyond the sacrifices we think we are capable of making. Christ did it all for us, how can we do less than our best for each other so lord grant us the strength to do more to be more to love more and to serve more amen please join your hearts with mine as we pray the prayer of the day humble lord you emptied yourself so that others could be filled Teach us humility and give us a spirit of service for the good of the community of faith. Amen. I'll invite Steve Helling to come and read our lessons and to share the children's message with us.
3: Our first reading is from the book of Philippians, chapter two, verses one through 13. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the spirit, any compassion and sympathy, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as so you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you enabling you to both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Here ends the first reading. Second reading is from the book of Luke, chapter 6, verses 43 and through 45. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Figs are not gathered from thorns, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person, out of the good treasure of the heart, produces good. And the evil person, out of evil treasure, produces evil. For it is of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. Here ends the second reading. Welcome, young neighbors. It's almost June. School will be out soon. Summer vacation. Also, it is a very important day this coming Monday. It's Memorial Day. Remember the men and women that served our country to keep our freedoms. Today we are going to talk about Jesus and how he interacted with us. Jesus is our Savior and Lord. He gave us a perfect example of how to live. Now it's not possible for us to be perfect, but Jesus showed us how we can be like him. So let's think about this. What did Jesus do that we can do for others? Number one, he taught us to be a servant to others. Even though he was God's son, he didn't rule over the people in a bad way. He was not selfish. Did you know that before the Last Supper, he washed the disciples' feet? Now think about it. In those days, people only had sandals. At the end of the day, what do you think your feet would be like? Whew, pretty dirty and stinky. Jesus was setting an example for them to serve others. The world teaches us to focus only on ourselves. Jesus teaches us to take care of others. So who's gonna take care of us? God and Jesus, and our other family members and other folks that love us. We still have to be good people and make good choices. Jesus teaches us to be humble. Do you know what that means? It means not to be stuck on ourselves and be selfish. I have a question for you. Have you ever been, ever been with someone who is selfish? They don't like to share anything. How fun is it to be with someone like that? I don't like it either. Being humble means not bragging about everything we do. Do good things, follow what Jesus teaches you. He knows when you do the right thing. Jesus was also a very great teacher. He told stories to help people understand the Bible and what God expected of them. So what is your favorite Jesus story? The lost sheep? The house on the rock? The mustard seed? This is how Jesus taught us about God and his love for us. He did it in a way that all people could understand. Thirdly, he also showed people in how he lived. He was a good person and proved it every day. This is important because God and Jesus don't want us to keep them a secret. Their teachings show us how to share what we know with others. Don't worry about doing it right or doing it perfect. God and Jesus will know and they will help you say the right things. We live in a crazy world, and many people are looking for what we have with God and Jesus. They just don't know it yet. So let's review what we talked about today. Be a servant to others. Don't be selfish like the world teaches us to do. Be humble. Be a good person. Follow Jesus' teachings and don't brag about what you do. And lastly, be a teacher. Share what God and Jesus have taught you. Don't keep it a secret. So let's fold our hands and bow our heads for a short prayer. God and Jesus, thank you for showing us how to be like you. Help us to be good people, following your teachings and examples in the Bible. Help us to find people that need you and help them discover your love. In your name we pray. Amen. Have a wonderful week.
1: I, the Lord of sea and sky, I have heard my people cry. All who dwell in dark and sin, my hand will save. I, who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright. Who will bear えー
0: Thanks, Debbie and Jim, for that song. It's one that always touches my heart. Uh, It's one of the things I always want to try to say. Send me where you want. Well, this morning there's uh, a theme that goes along with the whole idea of uh, Paul encouraging new churches to work together and to put others before themselves as he's writing to the church. Philippi and so I'd like to read uh, kind of the commentary that was given to help us kind of think through our, our text but this time I thought they did a really nice job of explaining that from prison Paul wrote to the Philippians who were struggling to live in community with other new believers breaking bread with people from such diverse backgrounds but gathered in the name of Christ was uncharted territory. Paul encouraged them to push through the discomfort of having to change and grow as they learned the customs of those previously unknown to them. He lifted up Christ as an example who emptied himself, taking the form of a slave. One of Jesus's gifts to humanity was modeling selflessness for the sake of the other and the better of community. In fact, Jesus took it farther than any of us could, humbling himself to the point of a tragic, horrifying death so that we might have eternal life. Faith is a community experience. We can do self-work to make us better members of the community of faith, but if we don't bring our best selves to the community, our efforts will be weakened. We live in a world that values putting self first. We are challenged to be prettier, wealthier, younger, thinner, and more successful than others. The pursuit of those things can't lead to lasting happiness because they are all fleeting. And there will always be others who have more of these things than we do. But if we let go of the pride that requires us that we compete with others, and instead compete only with ourselves, then we actually become happy, valuable and worthy that we've been for what we've been striving for. And the community benefits too, when our energies are pointed at making the community better over the betterment of ourselves. It's hard to not get caught up in all the things that we have that are important to us. In fact, sometimes the things that we have make it hard to talk about emptying ourselves. Sometimes we think we are the poor of the world and we have to remember that we probably are the rich. There's a little story <coughs> that please understand. It's not anti-rich, but it helps us understand the hard, how hard it is for the rich to give up what they have to follow Jesus. Little, cute little folk tale. Once a poor farmer died and went to heaven and when he reached the gates, he was seated next to a man who was obviously rich. In a few moments, St. Peter opened the gate, invited the rich man to enter and the farmer peeked through the gates as the two walked into the golden city. What he saw amazed him. A chorus of angels greeted St. Peter and the rich man with a rousing Bach chorale and people filled the streets shouting. When the noise died down, Peter gave a short speech and concluded by saying, Welcome to the city of God. Make yourself at home. As the rich man walked down the street, people continued to shout and wave. When it was quiet, St. Peter opened the gates and beckoned to the poor farmer. Though he was greeted warmly, there was no angel chorus or great crowds to greet him welcome to the city of god peter said enthusiastically make yourself at home the farmer was deeply hurt this is the last place i ever thought i would find discrimination he said to saint peter all my life i watched the rich gain privileges that the poor were denied i thought that when i came to the home of god all would be equal yet when i enter the gates i am not greeted by either crowds or choruses My dear friend, St. Peter said, I can see how it appears that there is discrimination, but it is not true. Everything will be the same for you as for the rich man. You have to understand that today is a special occasion. We receive poor farmers up here every day, but we haven't had a rich man in over 80 years. Sometimes it's hard for the rich person to understand how hard it is to become a servant to look out for others it's not that rich people can't be people of faith it's just harder i think for them to get rid of the, all the extras that stand in the way i would hope that as we think of this text of jesus giving up all he had in heaven it was no small thing there are so many examples for us. I think of the example of Wilberforce, who uh, was touched by the story of a, a man who wanted to share the gospel with the slaves uh, in the British in- of basically in Jamaica. And uh, the slaves kind of rejected him. They said, it's easy for you to talk about freedom and about God's grace and love for you You're free to walk and do whatever you want. We're chained. Don't talk to us about this freedom in Christ. So it bothered the missionary for a long time and finally he made a very dramatic decision. He decided to sell himself into slavery and so he walked down to the slave market and put himself on the block and was sold as a slave so that now he could talk to the slaves as an equal, somebody who knew that they couldn't go about freely, but could still talk about the life of Jesus and the freedom that Christ gives. Quite a story that hit Wilberforce and it touched him, so it was one of the main stories along with others that helped him banish slavery in all of England and their kingdoms. Or I think of, we've talked about already about Memorial Day, people who gave up their lives for country, for family, for friends. No small thing to have a life that you hopefully could live without having to risk it all. But they chose to do it because they cared. One of the scenes from Field of Dreams, one of my favorite movies, because it was in Iowa where I kind of got older in, uh, but it's a story about a guy who was, was a doctor who wanted to be a Major League Baseball player, and in this scene he is playing in the Field of Dreams and his dream was true as he was playing baseball with all the greats of baseball history. He's getting his chance, and he, he does some things well in there. But then all of a sudden, off in the bleachers, a kid falls off the bleachers and isn't breathing. And they start crying, is there a doctor? What can we do? And, then, and he started to walk over, but then he realizes as he was about to step off the field that he could no longer be a major league ball player and would no longer be with these folks as a ball player he hesitates but then he steps across the line and walks over to the child and helps take care of it so it's breathing again and life has been restored and he gets up to walk back and of course he remains a doctor an older man and all the ball players kind of say we're sorry man and he says "Nah." shook his head, he knew that's who he was supposed to be. His dream of being a baseball player was good, it was fun, but he knew who he was supposed to be, and that was to save lives as a doctor. Another fun story that uh, has been told often is about a young girl and and her brother. It's a true story of where a little boy whose sister needed a blood transfusion. The doctor explained that she had the same disease the boy had recovered from two years earlier. Her only chance of recovery was a transfusion from someone who had previously conquered the disease. Since the two children had the same rare blood type, the boy was an ideal donor. Would you give your blood to Mary? the doctor asked. Johnny hesitated. His lower lip started to tremble. Then he smiled and said, Sure, for my sister. Soon the two children were wheeled into the hospital room. Mary, pale and thin, Johnny, robust and healthy, neither spoke. But when their eyes met, Johnny grinned. As the nurse inserted the needle into his arm, Johnny's smile faded. He watched the blood flow through the tube. With the ordeal almost over, Johnny's voice, slightly shaky, broke the silence. Doctor, when do I die? Only then did the doctor realize why Johnny had hesitated, why his lip had trembled when he agreed to donate his blood. He thought giving his blood to his sister would mean giving up his life. In that brief moment, he had made his great decision. He reflected what Christ has done for us. When we love other people, we care about the outcome for them. And sometimes it means giving up that which is important to us, whether it be things or even maybe our lives. And if it is in our lives, it might mean time. It might mean listening a lot longer than we had wanted to. One of my other favorite stories comes from uh, She's My Precious, where a president of a college gives up his job as president to take care of his wife, who started to have Alzheimer's. He took care of her for 17 years. People would often ask, don't you get tired of taking care of her? He smiled and said, no, I don't get tired of taking care of her, she's my precious. I hope all of us can understand we are God's precious even when we forget, even when we're not capable to do the things that we think we should, even when we're not capable of loving the way we should, God looks at us and says, "'You, you are my precious child.'" He remembers us and surrounds us with grace and mercy and love and brings us life, life that won't quit may we remember what Jesus did in Philippians, giving up himself, becoming a servant, dying on a cross, so that all of us could be precious, be loved, and be saved. God loves us, and that's a good word for today. Amen. Blessed be the
1: tie that binds Our hearts in Christian love The fellowship of kindred minds Is like to that above Before our hopes, our aims are one, our comforts and our cares. We share our mutual woes, our mutual burdens bear, and often for each other. With a sympathizing tear When we asunder part It gives us inward pain But we shall still be joined in
0: He ascended into heaven, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We'll now continue with the prayers of intercession.
2: Lord, listen to Send your spirit in this place.
1: Lord, listen to your children pray.
2: Send us love, send us power, send us grace. We pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. As Christ humbled himself, even though he was divine, so may we learn humility, O God, after our beloved teacher. Show us where we are blind to ourselves and ignorant of the harm we do to others, and make us a blessing rather than a burden to those we serve. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. At the name of Jesus, all creation stands in awe, As a child instinctively knows its parent, so does all of earth and heaven know its creator. May we glorify our God in all we think, do, and say. Risen Lord, hear our prayer. Christ of suffering and pain, of resurrection and restoration, be close to those who need to know your healing presence and give your particular blessing to those whom we name today. Damon Timon, Becky Anderson, Arlene Johnson, Craig Olson, Jean Hoisington, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trof, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, Maury and Lee Nicholson, Risen Lord, hear our prayer. As your saints lived their lives to you, so give us a purpose to which we would dedicate our own lives. Hearten us by their steadfast example and join us in eternal communion when our race is completed. Risen Lord, hear our prayers. Hear our prayers. Make us humble like you and zealous for your gospel. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
0: As people of faith, we are called to continue to strengthen the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. Let us continue with the offering prayer. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love, through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, amen. And now may the peace of Christ be with you always. Let us pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father who art in heaven, let us taste and see that the lord is good take the bread or wafer and remember that jesus said this is my body broken for you do this in remembrance of me so take it and eat and now take the wine or grape juice hear this promise from jesus This is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. Take and drink. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you a favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Mine eyes have seen
1: the glory of the coming of the Lord He is trampling off the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored He hath loosed the fateful lightning of his terrible swift sword His truth is marching on Glory I have seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. They have builded him an altar in the evening dews and damps. I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and fading lamps. His truth is marching on. Glory. is marching on. He has sounded forth the trumpet that shall never sound retreat. He is sifting out the hearts of men before His judgment seat. Oh, be swift, my soul, to answer Him. Be jubilant, my feet. Our God is marching on. Glory. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea With a glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me As he died to make man holy, let us die to make all free While God is marching on Glory, glory, hallelujah Glory Hallelujah, his truth is marching on Be not dismissed.
0: Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran
3: Churches, our small town churches in neighbor, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at NUICParish.org. That's NUICParish.org. Until next time.
1: All you may need, he will.